0: Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 269. Alright, enough with the jokes on the 69. Come on. (laughs) But we do have a milestone coming up. We've got 270 is going to be our next episode. Uh, And that also being the Winchester 270, which is gun related, which fits in great with a podcast called Talking Lead, wouldn't you say, Jeremiah? Absolutely,
1: man. What an awesome round it is, too.
0: It is. It is. I love the 270. I've got a, a 270 bolt that I use to do a little deer hunting from time to time. It was my father's, and I, I got that when he passed away. And uh, I'm looking for some good optics to put well, on it. Maybe. So, I could help you out. <laughs> so, what a coincidence that we have JMac with Right On USA, Right On Optics. That's R I T O N. And uh, this is going to be—is it our fifth Optics 101 On uh, One class or fourth? I think it's the fifth, but
1: I've only been on. This will be my third. You did two, like one with Charlie and yeah. Brady, and then one with Brady, and then me. This will be our third together, I, I believe.
0: Okay. So in our in our string of optics one on one classes, J Mac is going to be here for what we think is the fifth, <laughs> but, Uh there'll be the sixth
1: or the ninth. The, I don't know. It's
0: sixty Yeah, it's just it's the next in a continuing line of optics 101 one classes that we're going to be presenting here on Talking Lead. Yes. Uh, but that being said, episode two sixty nine. That's where we're at right now. Make sure you guys go back to last episode which was episode 268, and that is where we had Michelle Sereno. and Michelle was talking about all kinds of stuff. I mean, Michelle is a very interesting lady. Uh, she's got a lot of knowledge in the firearms industry. Uh, she owns a training company. She is an editor for a magazine. She does uh, contributing columnist to several magazines, Gun World magazine, NRA Shooting Sports USA, uh, she uh, she's a columnist at Women's Outdoor News, and she runs the uh, website and Facebook page Princess Gunslinger. She's a com- competition shooter, um, hunter, and just all around awesome lady. So make sure you guys go back to episode two sixty eight. Shooting stances and cracked Ray Bans is the name of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, one of the posts that I did, Jeremiah, um, I wore a pair of Ray-Bans to the range one day. Okay. It, it was just cause I couldn't find my, I usually have like five or six pairs of shooting glasses just laying around in the truck. I guess it was one of those, you know, one of those days that I cleaned my truck out and I didn't put them back in, but anyway, I wore those and I got a couple of shells that hit the, the lens. It, I mean, it just cracked like a, you know, like a thin piece of ice. So, um, her whole thing was, you know, Ray-Bans aren't protective eyewear. They're fashion. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as I know, I don't think Ray-Ban makes a actually safety pair of glasses.
1: They need to because that's my go-to sunglasses. And uh, for being honest, I have shot many around with my Ray-Ban sunglasses
0: on. Yeah. Well, you're lucky that you've not cracked them. Um, Yes, sir. So, you guys go back to that episode. Listen to the, uh, the great... Uh, interview that we had with Michelle Serino and uh, and people who wear the Ray-Bans, why they shouldn't do that. Got to protect those eyes, man. And I, I, more than anybody, can appreciate that because I just had both my eyes operated on in the past six months. So I got a cataract removed and I got an astigmatism corrected. So I'm seeing great right now and I can really appreciate... Awesome optics like Ride On USA has. And I, I mean, it's a world of difference, uh, Jeremiah, from because you guys were on board, you guys have been on board with Talking Lead for a couple of years now. And I mean, it's a world of difference in what I thought they were really good at the time to what they really are that now that I can actually see how clear and how crisp these optics really are. So, I mean, if I was impressed with them when I had a Cadillac in my eye, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so these, these past couple of months have just been uh, really a revelation to me. I can't say enough good things about On Optics. So you guys make sure you go to RhydonUSA.com, the official optics of Talking Lead. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. j Max got lots of information for you guys on tips and tricks on picking out the right optics for for the your right
1: optic for your
0: you know for your needs or application for you yeah how you want to utilize your your rifle your gun uh, but before we do that Jeremiah I hear the jack wagon train rolling in all right let's hear it yeah gunny whoified you and die, holding high at 8 and tonight it is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week so brace yourself baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and i like to defer to my guest, but I think he probably wants me to stall. We're going to go to the talking lead, lead head submitted jack wagons, and our first one comes from Austin Whalen. So, hey, Austin, appreciate you sending this in. Austin says, howdy, Lefty. My jack wagon nominee is the Kleenex company. Kleenex company, you may say. What have they done? And I hadn't heard about this, so I appreciate him sending this in. So here's a link to it. It said, they conceded into changing their man-sized box all because some people thought it was sexist. (laughs) He says, Austin says, I have man-sized boogers and need man-sized tissues.
1: (laughs) I've been saying they need man-sized Capri Suns for a long time. And right? i seen that
0: one come to fruition. <laughs> exactly. They need to come in the ga- – Capri Suns need to come by the gallon. I never understood that <laughs> I'm one. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. That never made any sense. So let's read this, uh, what Kleenex has done here. So it says, Kleenex to rebrand man-size in quotes tissues after gender complaints. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of these gender complaints. Let's see. Kleenex will rebrand its man-sized tissues after consumers complained the name was sexist. Touching off a social media conversation about what's in a name. The company behind Kleenex, Kimberly Clark, said Thursday that the product, which is sold only in the UK, will now be called Kleenex Extra Large. Packages for the tissues describe them as confidently strong and comfortably soft. Kimberly Clark told Britain's Daily Telegraph. I mean, only in the UK, man. But I, I mean, I would have thought this would be the United States too. Uh, I guess they, it never passed here. They probably never got it through their It never would initial, even yeah, made it to the yeah. It's so bad here that in no way suggests that being both soft and strong was an exclusively masculine trait. Nor do we believe that the man size branding suggests or endorses gender inequality. Well, no, it doesn't. We are always grateful to customers who take time to tell us how products can be improved, and we carefully consider all suggestions, the company said in a statement. I bet you don't. <laughs> uh, let's see, it goes on, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it says, in another example, the British grocery chain... Well, Wait Rose on Thursday said it will be changing the name of its Gentleman's Smoked Chicken Caesar Roll because of complaints the name was sexist. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> the roll. not
1: someone's a gentleman. You wouldn't want that to happen. No,
0: that's sexist. It's so sexist. I mean, lady, gentleman, smoked chicken. Uh, I, the roll, which is part of celebrity chef Heston Blue Menthol's range... Contains anchovy mayonnaise similar to classic product called Gentleman's Relish created in the 19th century. Uh, Amy Lame, who was appointed by London Mayor as the capital's first night czar in 2016, posted an image of the product on Twitter with a smirking emoji con. I never knew sandwiches were gender specific. I'm female, but thankfully Waitrose let me purchase this anyway. Oh well no gosh.
1: one
0: would like hu- human smoked salmon doesn't sound real good either so oh my gosh that's ridiculous um so yeah welcome to the Jack Wagon train Kimberly Clark Man size why would you get butt hurt over that who cares that is that is to let you know that it is a bigger size it's man men are typically bigger than women am I not correct? Uh, I'm, I'm that not, is the uh, way
1: that we were this... – all animals in nature, all <laughs> mammals that I know of,
0: are created in such a way that the man is, on average, slightly larger
1: than the woman. So, right.
0: I mean, it's not always the case. I, I I get that. It is not. I get that. But that's not in any way are they being sexist by, by doing that. Uh, it says, it's never our intention to cause offense, and it's not our intention here either at Talking Lead. We're not dictating who should eat this sandwich, the company said in a statement. We hope anyone who tries it will love the distinctive flavors. And they go on. I mean, the, the whole thing is a guy, it's a chef. You know, it's his sandwich. He came up with this sandwich. You know, uh, he's a gentleman, apparently, and it's his sandwich. But it's for everyone. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, Anyway, yes, thank you for the, the Jack Wagon nomination. Kleenex, Kimberly Clark definitely uh makes the Jack Wagon train for that. Um overly uh accommodating, I guess, name change. Can you think can you imagine the millions of dollars that it's gonna cost them to redo all that too? No, and it's uh it's a, it's a nightmare for marketing is is my is my guess. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been millions and millions of people that have bought that product, never thought twice about it until this person said something. And maybe a hundred people got offended by it. I don't know. Before we get to J Max Jack wagon, I just, I just want to say this. Um, I'm throwing the person who won the $1.5 billion mega millions on the Jack wagon train. <laughs> For- <laughs> For picking those numbers, I mean, who picks those numbers? That had to been a, a random pick. Um, but man, can you imagine one point five billion dollars? That was I literally can't imagine. That was imagining. I don't have the capacity to imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So somebody in South Carolina. So I hope it's one of you leadheads. Hope it's hope it's one of our listeners that won the one point five billion dollars. Uh, if it was, get in touch with me. Talking at gmail.com. <laughs> but, uh, I, I read something recently that said if you ever win the lottery, the first
1: thing you do is ask all of your friends and family for a $1,000 loan. Is it the and
0: first thing when, you do? When
1: they, when they don't loan it to you, it will be easier when you win the lottery to tell them no since they wouldn't lend you any money. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea.
0: <laughs> that's, that's funny, yeah. need a thousand bucks. Sorry, dude. Can't do it. Can't help you out today. Mm-hmm. Like, and then okay. you're a millionaire. I don't know. But it was it was one person. There was one ticket that won wow. the uh, one point. I thought it was I thought it was like one point six B. And I think after it's all said and done, it'll probably be even even more than that. But uh, it was the. I think
1: it depends how they get it too. Like they can get it all at once and it's less, or so can get it over time. And I think there's a few ways to get it.
0: Yeah, there's a few ways to get. it. But I just think after the final count comes in after all the tickets that were sold and everything, it's going to be a lot more than the the 1.5 billion, but I mean, seriously, congratulations to that person. I hope it's not a bonehead. I hope it's not a jack wagon that, that won that money. I Mm -hmm. mean, I can think of several people that, (laughs) that, that should never have that kind of money. Oh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that person comes forward to see who it is. I personally would not come forward. What about you?
1: Uh, No, I I would keep that. I would keep that to myself. I would help. I would help as many people as I, I humanly could cuz you can you only need so much stuff quite honestly. Oh no, absolutely. But, I mean, I but would definitely I would
0: definitely keep it secret. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. uh All right. So, so there's my Jack Wagon. Not necessarily the winner, but maybe the winner, but just the lottery in general, uh I think it's rigged. I think they know and can control cuz they know what numbers have been picked. You know, their system knows. So before they do the drawing, they know what numbers have not been picked. And when there's humans involved, I think there's probably some level of, of cheating or fraud involved too. But that's just, the, you know, the skepticism in me, the skeptic in me. Well, that's... Um, and p- probably I'm just butthurt because I didn't win either, so...
1: <laughs> it's, well, I mean, that's it, we've seen time and time again that uh, that people... When the money's involved, do do some crazy stuff, man. Ah, uh, no, they'll let it get them. I think they the will. majority hold.
0: Yeah, the majority of the winners. There's horror stories involved, but anyway, J Mac has has a good jack wagon for us. J Mac, what do you got?
1: I I do. I was I was scrolling through the local news on my phone, and uh, I saw uh, a heist that they that the Denver News KKTV reported. A successful heist. It was weird that they were talking about how well it went. I
0: always like a heist uh, story. So Yeah. yeah I'm yes. intrigued. Let's hear this.
1: So so these thieves uh, scouted out Colorado Springs pot dispensary. Okay. And they stole a van. Uh, and about 1 a.m. on Wednesday uh, last week. Did it say what like kind they, of van?
0: Did they say what kind of van it was?
1: It didn't. It just said that they – in a stolen van is all it said.
0: Okay. So they didn't like so, s- steal like uniforms, and they weren't coming in as like uh, pests. No, no this uh, is come a, to spray this for bugs.
1: A, <laughs> <laughs> this was a smash, a smash and grab, is what they called it. Yeah. Uh, so they they steal this bus. They've they've scoped out this place. They want to steal this pot. Who knows if they're gonna, you know, get high and, and eat Fritos and Doritos for months on end, or if they're gonna sell it. Who knows. But it goes all to plan. They steal the van. They don't get caught. They drive the van into the, uh, into the like front of the building, and they load it up with as much pot as they can, and they leave. Um, <laughs> okay. And then they're they're talking to the uh, owner basically. Um, the police. And they say, yeah, the police are talking to the the owner of the dispensary. Uh huh. And he's he's basically he's like it's cool they. Everything they stole was oregano. They didn't even steal any
0: marijuana. <laughs> oregano.
1: So I, was like, I was like, one, why is this guy a pot dispensary he got a bunch of oregano? No idea. Right. Two, you you went through all this work and had the successful heist, and you stole the wrong kind of herbs. So uh, figure out, you know, do it do it right or don't do it at all, like Grandpa said. Right. So
0: right. So what's the, the, the Market price of oregano I'm googling that Oregano is $14 per pound Okay Which is $1.50 per ounce What's marijuana? So maybe they did make off with a better I can't imagine That uh, oregano is worth (laughs) more than marijuana (laughs) More than marijuana (laughs) (laughs) Even if it
1: is They're complete idiots For breaking into a medical marijuana dispensary And stealing oregano
0: Right yeah, it's a lot more. So twenty twenty dollars to eighteen hundred dollars per ounce in the United States is what marijuana goes for. What? Holy moly. So Well I mean, and the
1: crazy the crazy part is it said the the Denver Post reported that a canine officer had like spotted the suspects. Um but the teens drove away and like as of like Wednesday evening last week the police had not made an arrest in the case. The kids were successful. <laughs>
0: like the, <laughs> they got away with it.
1: <laughs> they planned it and they got away with it. They just stole oregano instead of marijuana. That just, is oh.
0: weird. Yeah, they're probably trying to smoke it. They're like, Man, this is the worst marijuana ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but so it just good in
1: our spaghetti for some reason. We love it in our spaghetti, but right. it
0: doesn't smoke good. Not I so just want to see the looks on their
1: face Like I want to see them arguing amongst themselves About who the idiot is That didn't notice they were stealing oregano Because you know do, they're blaming it on each other Didn't do their homework
0: Anywho it's, uh, Anyway Anyway,
1: They they got off with a, a boatload of oregano And got away with it Maybe they can hit up an
0: Italian restaurant Make yeah. a boatload of money They can go to the Olive Garden and cut them a deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. So, that's amazing. I just that's amazing.
0: All right, so uh, a couple of other listeners submitted jack wagons. Uh, we've got one here. New York College summons student to a meeting for holding unloaded guns in off-campus Facebook video. So apparently, this guy's got his own private Facebook uh, account, and he went to like one of these reenactment. Looks like one of these reenactment.
1: Like the Renaissance or World
0: War. Like Civil War. Kind of. yeah. Civil War, yeah. Yeah, like Civil War reenactments or something like that. Okay. Uh, and the kid's just, you know, basically, I guess, just showing the the props and guns that they're using uh, in this thing. And he gets called to the, the college dean, I guess, and he gets reprimanded for doing a video with him.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. So I'm not going to read that whole story, but you guys can go to... This is the FIRE Foundation for Individual Rights and Education, uh, www.thefire.org. And I guess just Google that, and that story will come up. And then the other one is Democratic Socialist, and I don't know how to say her name, O-C-A-S-I-O. Oh, yeah. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. uh, Fozzie Bear Cortez. I don't know how to say her name. (laughs) <laughs> Com- compares climate change to existential threat of Nazi Germany. <laughs> so she's she's comparing climate change to the concentration camps and all the horrible, horrific acts that Germany did during World War II. And again, I'm I not, can't imagine I, the
1: rest are now buying that one either.
0: I don't. I don't even want to try to figure out what she's trying to. To compare here, but uh, again, you guys can go to uh, it's Fox News on this one, and you can you can Google that. But here's a quote: it says so when we talk about existential threats, which existential means grounded in the existence or the experience of existence. So it's just basically having being in time and space. You are here, I am here. So I don't really know. I can't figure out who can figure out liberals anyway, you know? They 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 purposely try to throw words out there to confuse and in I think in her comparison she is she is trying to use existential uh as human existence.
1: Yeah, she's relating it like in a way of philosophy the just philosophy, the, yeah the, of human the existence. Human, yeah, so
0: so she was saying the Nazis were trying to wipe out the human existence. No, that's not what they were trying to do. They were trying to uh, wipe out everyone so we're to that didn't make a superior, yeah, a superior race, which they were going so, to continue to populate and breed and carry out the existence of humans. Yes. I mean, although, all albeit, as crazy <laughs> ideological idea that they were yes. that they were trying to carry out, but they weren't trying to end human existence uh, altogether, mm-hmm. which if you listen to some of the uh, global warming theorists, you know, that's what's happening with the global warming. It's going to wipe out all of, all of mankind. So, uh, which, you know, it's a, it's not man on man. It's nature. Yeah. <laughs> but they're saying, I guess men are creating the, the global warming. But anyway, you guys can go and try and figure out her, her, bonehead uh, explanation there. I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, she <laughs> she can go on the jack wagon train, definitely. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So thank you, uh, for those submissions. Jason Farmer, Austin Whalen, uh, Ed, uh, thanks for sending those in. Appreciate it. If you guys have nominations for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon Train, send them in, talkingledgmail.com, and just put jack wagon or jack wagon train in the – uh, in the subject so I'll know exactly what I'm looking at there. So all right, Gunny, get that train out of here. So now it's time to talk optics. We want we want to learn. So we're going to class. Jeremiah's going to take us to class. Optics 101 with right on USA. So J we were talking man. earlier, I've got uh I've got this uh, 270 bolt gun, bolt rifle that I want to outfit with With a with the proper optic. Um deer season's coming up and I want to make sure that I've got the right optic on there so I can take down Big Buck. Are you trying to
1: existentially wipe out
0: the (laughs) uh, entire I am like global warming deer
1: to die to deer. Yes. Deer deer call him his nickname
0: is global warming because he will (laughs) eradicate them. Um (laughs) that's good. I like that. Good time. So what, what are the, and I'm using that as an example, but for, let's say I'm just, you know, I've got a home defense rifle, you know, and I want to I want a proper optic on it. Or, you know, I'm taking a, uh, I'm going down to Camden, Tennessee, or I'm going to Rob Pincus class and I'm taking, uh, you know, defensive rifle class. So how do I choose the right optic for, the right use:
1: I think the first thing you have to do is ask yourself some important questions. Uh, that's, that's what I always do when I'm talking to people because that's what matters. And one thing I, I tell people too, optics are referred to as an accessory.-hmm. Uh, I would like to pull them out of the accessory category.: Yes. because obviously, if your scope sucks, it doesn't matter how good you are. And it doesn't matter how good your gun is, how good your loads are. So at some point it's a necessity, right? Right. It's not an accessory. So they're a necessity, not an accessory. That's my new catch line for for optics. So <laughs> okay. so you've hopefully you've picked a gun that or, or or weapon system to fit your purpose. So let's let's say we're gonna start with home defense, like you said.
0: Okay, we'll start with home so, defense. So, so
1: you have to ask yourself some questions, right? Um, what kind of weapon is it going on?
0: Okay, and we're going with a rifle. Okay, uh, we're going to go with a uh, we're going to go with an AR-15. Okay, you know there
1: and there's a lot of studies that show that is a great home defense weapon. There's a lot of ammunition uh, that is uh, low penetrating because mm-hmm. that's the that's the concern, right? Is it's killing people in the next room or across the street. So uh, it kind of is,
0: but my concern is killing the immediate threat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Marty, I got six kids, so there it is. That's a good. That's there a good go. thing. Like it's different for each of us, so we got to look at those situations and decide.
0: Right. And I don't have. So, and, I don't have kids.
1: Yep. So you get to.
0: You just get to unload and make
1: it happen. In <laughs> my case, I'm.
0: And to hell with my neighbors.
1: <laughs> 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 neighbors, the, the, new people can move in anytime. Exactly. I,
0: you know, I know. I know a great real estate agent. I can get that house sold. So that's, don't worry about it. That's
1: what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've picked an AR-15, right? So, what I do is literally, I'm. I'll walk through my home. What's the longest I'm going to shoot this firearm? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the longest distance?
0: Yeah, that you and I might possibly even, need. Yeah.
1: I'm, yep, and. And I'm kind of cynical, so I'll even the front door and I'll open that front door and say, What if they run out to their car, get weapons, and mm-hmm. are firing back at me? This is so worst case scenario. It's sure. crazy. But it can but happen. Why not why not be prepared? So but the streets twenty yards away, thirty yards away. So in this case, do I need magnification? Um, and I, I would say the answer is is no within that 50, 25 yard range. Mm-hmm that magnification will actually be detrimental if you've got a four power scope in your home and you're trying to look through it you're not going to see anything well you're just going to see everything yeah you're not going to have any idea how to engage a target so luckily for the lead heads right on optics has a couple of of uh, red dots which would be ideal in this situation so we have a our rmd which is a right on micro dot i think you've got one of those don't you
0: I do. I've got a couple of those.
1: Yeah, and and they come with three bases, which makes it nice. So you can do a flush mount, like on a shotgun. Mm-hmm. You can flush mount it on a shotgun. AK. You can, uh, you can put it on an AK. You can do a lower third co witness on AR. Uh, absolute co witness on AR, and co witness uh, just means that I can see my front sight. My
0: your iron. My nice. red dot
1: becomes my yeah. My red dot kind of becomes my back sight, and I can use my front sight together with it. Uh, which come can come in handy, and if your red dot doesn't work anymore, it's nice to know that you can center that dot on your front post too. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you could still use that if you had to, if you couldn't uh, use your flip-up sights. But
0: yeah, if your red dot dies, then you can still look through the glass, and you can see your front post sight by using your rear iron sights.
1: Yeah, and quite honestly, in the home situation, you're looking at—is it safe to say like five yards? would be 10 yards mm-hmm. is a, uh, is, you know, you're living good if you got a 10 yard shot probably in your house. Yeah. Uh, so we don't need that magnification. So those red dots are just awesome for that. Uh, yeah. And, and they have, got uh,
0: they've, the visibility. So you can see them in low light conditions. You can see them in, in bright light conditions with the red actually,
1: dot. Both of our red dots are actually compatible with night vision just in case you're, you know, you're ready to rock and roll. Mm hmm. Settings one and two are both good for night vision. So perfect. Yes, there's any situation you need that that red dot's going to be going to be ready for you, and it's going to it's going to work great. It's reliable. Oh, there's not a lot of moving yeah. parts. So you're saying you for it around it just works
0: for home defense. We're doing close quarter. Obviously, it's close quarters. Um, close quarter combat combat yes, kind of scenarios what we're talking about. Red dots are ideal for that. Uh, you guys also have. You're talking about. You know, if you need the magnification, you've got the 3x magnifier that you can throw on behind that red dot and give you the magnification. Uh, with, yeah, with I, the red dot. I mean, dot. that would
1: be an. That would be maybe an ideal setup is having the. Having the ability to have the magnification, and or have just yeah. the one x. So you're you know, like you're saying dot. for
0: that rare occasion, uh, and the home invasion is going to be a rare occasion also. You know, but you want to really be is, prepared. Yeah. So if you're if, you do. you're, if you're making the perfect home defense gun, you know, you're putting the red dot on there, you throw the three X magnifier that way. I mean, I mean, I live, you know, I've got bakers uh, here at my house. Uh, so, I mean, realistically I could have threats, you know, up to, you know, hundred yards away um, yeah. and, and need the, will, need the, the be, magnification. Be but if I didn't need it, then I just flip it to the side. Cause you guys have that flips flip to the side mount. It's so cool. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. And I it, love goes,
1: that. it goes either right or left, too. It doesn't matter if you're righty or lefty. It'll work for, for everybody.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I am right-handed, even though my nickname is Lefty. But <laughs> I do a left flip on my magnifier. So I flip it to you the do? left. Yeah, I do. So I push it forward. Do you and, shoot
1: right-handed or left-handed? Yeah.
0: No, I shoot right-handed. The reason I flip it, I don't flip it over to the right, is I don't want my brass hitting it. There
1: you go. Well, traditionally, and it sounds like you know this already, traditionally the idea is to be able to shoot with both eyes open. Yeah. And so you want that. If you're right-handed and you're shooting right-handed, you want that magnifier to flip to the right.
0: Yeah. Your so right you know, eye is
1: looking down the side. Abstract. Your left eye is mm-hmm. looking peripheral. And that's the thing, folks. Like, go out and train, you know, for the things that matter or the things that you really care about. Don't, don't hope that you know how to work that firearm. In the middle of the night, when your adrenaline spikes through the roof and you yeah. don't know what's going on and you're worried about your wife or something, kids.
0: But you, but you know, Jeremiah, the reason, another reason why that I did set it up that way, and I may want to consider changing it back now, is because when I first had that, I had the, catar- the cataract in my left eye and I couldn't see out of that eye anyway, so it didn't matter.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You know? That makes sense. So yep. I was thinking, I don't want it to flip over here because you know, I don't want to risk cracking. Uh, so I was like, "Screw it! I'll just flip it over and I'll do it over to this side," uh, because I can't see out of that eye anyway. But now that I can see out of that eye, I, I probably want to reconsider that. So you are right.
1: That would be my uh,
0: recommendation
1: on on that one. Yeah, is yeah. is leave leave that eye open for peripheral. But yeah, but but a great option for especially for like if you got a little ranch or something, that red dot's great. And uh, a little red dot is fantastic on a shotgun. That's my personal. And again, we may rile some people up. Let me just say right now, there are lots of opinions on what's the perfect self-defense home defense weapon. Uh, to each their own. Everyone. Well, and we're not talking sex. about that.
0: We're not talking about <laughs> yeah. you know what's the the weapon here. We're talking about optics. You know, this isn't the show where we're you know saying this is the the best defense gun or what. We're just saying if you if you're using this, this is the optic. And if you're using your firearm for this purpose, this is the optics. That's the the purpose of this one-on-one optics. And right now we're on, you know, we're on the, the AR-15. Jeremiah kind of jumped ahead with the shotgun. So next, if you had a shotgun, uh, I think we still need to go back to the AR-15 because you guys have options for that. Also, not just a red dot. You have one to, one to four, one to fives, one to eights. That that can start off with no magnification, which is perfect again for your home defense. You can look through that optic, and you'll be able to see, uh, you know, full field of view without the magnification. And then if you need it to magnify, then you've got the option to to magnify. So the the one two, I would say X, you know, whatever power you want to go to, that is a that is a great home defense optic solution as well.
1: Absolutely. And and on one power with an illuminated reticle in a 15 feet, 20 feet situation, that is, it's basically a red dot anyway. You know, right. that's, those one powers with illuminated reticles are like the one to eight, for instance, it's made to be a, a red dot on one power. You shoot it with both eyes open. You just center that whole illuminated reticle on whatever it is—elephants, mm-hmm. people, dogs, whatever—within <laughs> within that twenty feet, and you're you're good to go if you have properly steel targets. It in, so that
0: yeah, whatever so you're shooting, great. X steel targets by the way. Yes, whatever. Yeah, I hear those are good. They they're amazing. Yeah, they they are. They're very good. Charlie so, yeah. Charlie's going to be using those in his uh his long distance world record breaking shot. So. Heck yeah. But yeah, so shotguns, again, shotguns, the red dots are great for shotgun, and a lot of people choose the shotgun for home defense, and that is a great option. Whether you're using the, the twelve gauge, the twenty gauge, um, you know, even a four ten is you know, if that's what you can handle, then that, that's a good home defense rifle. Yeah,
1: and and people, the the reason that red, red dot is important, there there are some some misnomers that I'll I'll try to clarify. I feel like are facts. Okay. You know that buckshot, that double out buckshot you have, that birdshot, that four turkey shot, whatever you got. People say I just point in that general direction, and I'll shoot them because it's a shotgun. Well, you know if if you look at the ballistics and what those rounds do, they are very tight. You know, twenty feet, thirty feet, they're still that buckshot is yeah is probably within. You an still inch gotta and a half.
0: you still gotta have so, some sort of vicinity so, yeah, aiming going on there.
1: The point in the general down the hallway where the person is and pulling the trigger isn't um now it's not suggested because it's a pretty tight pattern in yeah. those short distances. It's not so a that's guarantee
0: the, that you're going to yeah. uh stop the threat by doing it that way. So you need to aim. So the red yeah. dot gives you that quick target acquisition, you know, even with the shotgun. Absolutely. So say
1: same thing there. I would I would uh, recommend the red dots. You probably don't need a 3x magnifier for your shotgun, uh, even if you got a slug. You know, 100 yards or so mm-hmm. is about it. But uh, same thing. That red dot I think is a great choice. Yeah. And again, we're looking at like what's the best use? What What do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? And so those are those are some options in that realm. We we can talk more about the AR and those one to four, one to X powers. Yeah. Uh as we progress here because they have a lot of uses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're just um, talking home defense right now. So mm-hmm. um and rifles. We're not talking uh handguns. I mean, handguns again a whole another game. Whole different set of optics uh, that we're talking about here. We're talking about yeah. rifle optics here, okay? Yes, sir. Uh just to clarify that uh, cuz a lot of people say, "Well, you use a handgun. We good for handguns." Well, we're not getting to that yet. We'll get to that'll be nope. another show. <laughs> so We'll, we'll uh, get there. Yep. All right. So uh, you're talking about um, shotguns and hunting season is coming up, and you know deer. Uh, I don't know pheasants, duck. You know duck hunting, all that. Uh, people are you know getting geared up for that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Let's say I'm going pheasant hunting, and okay. so- and I'm taking my my shotgun.
1: So we're going we're going bird hunting. So again, we ask our question: what's our what's our firearm system? So we've got a, a 12 gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just gonna pick that, and we're assuming that we will be shooting no farther than what would you say, 30, 40, 40 yards? Uh, yeah, at the
0: most, yeah, I would think.
1: Yeah, just like extent. So so again, we gotta ask ourselves: do we need a bunch of magnification to shoot 40 yards? Uh, probably not. We probably don't need that magnification. So, what's the best, the best optic for that situation? Again, I think we come back to the to the red dot. In mm-hmm. um, that under 50 yards kind of engagement of whatever it is, again becomes a a really great. And the cool thing about the red dot is they're so small on your firearm that your non-dominant eye that's not looking down it can be open and and with pheasant hunting you know how it is man they come jumping out of the bushes right in front of you yeah 10 feet in front of you and if you're closing that one eye and all you can see is scope it's going to be hard for you to get on target so target acquisition is a big deal with bird hunting so that little dot and both eyes open is going to grant you the best chance at being successful yeah uh, for and the red turkey, dot, pheasant.
0: yeah, the red dot versus your. And I know that that some people will put the, um, the, what's the crap they put in sight so it glows, um, tritium. Oh, like tritium. Tritium. Yeah, they put tritium front post sights on there, so you get, you know, you can pick up your sights a lot quicker. Where with the red dot, you're going to be able to pick it up even quicker. You know, so that's the benefit of putting a red dot because a lot of people will just use their iron sights for their shotguns to do the bird hunting, which is fine. Yeah. It's perfect, perfectly great option uh, because you don't typically need any magnification. But with that red dot, because it's not taking up so much real estate on your firearm, it's a great solution for shotguns uh, because you still get your peripheral vision through both eyes. You know, as, you, as your shotgun is down and as you're bringing it up, you don't have to, uh, overcome some of the bigger, you know, the bigger scopes and things like that as you're, um, getting target acquisition.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and the dot in our, both of our red dots, the the red dot in there is a two minute of angle red dot. So at a hundred yards, it only covers up two inches. Uh So you can you can back that up and see how small it is uh, relative to targets that are that are up close to you. So we yes. feel like it's a it's a good all around size. Some people like three. Some people like one. Two seems to be a middle of the road. It'll work for your home defense. It'll work for turkey hunting and work for pheasant hunting. You know, there's a lot of applications for yeah. it. It's great for the AR. I love a, a red dot on my AR. I mm-hmm. love it uh yep. personally uh i love to shoot long range i think as as the lead heads know um but when it comes to the ar man i just love that red dot i love to send a lot of rounds i'm not trying to send one precise round i'm slinging i'm slinging lead in in mass quantities and so i i go for the red dot and yeah there therein therein lies another question right are you trying to be uh now now we're 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 moving on from the you know well we have gun on a bird
0: yeah, so we're so the shotgun. So now we're going to go to, you know, I don't think anybody really hunts pheasants with anything other than a shotgun. I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's legal, right? Uh, uh I don't know. I yeah. can't say that
1: I know anything about that whatsoever. In, in our state it's
0: <laughs> it's not. So so pheasant hunting, so now we're moving on to let's say we're going to um we're not really to deer hunting yet. So let's let's start off with the next maybe um predator hunting um varmint varmint hunting
1: oh yes so yes. now we're varmint, varmint hunting a lot of varmint hunters out there yeah and 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 uh so same same questions apply so i'll i'll ask you marty as if you're the the consumer here okay uh you're, you're so we're saying you're shooting prairie dogs or or sorry coyotes something like that
0: prairie dogs coyotes um possum you know whatever whatever it may be mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of freaking possum around here. We got a lot of skunks around here this time of year. skunks are terrible. Yeah, yeah, skunks are terrible, terrible, terrible. But uh, let's say I'm using a 22. I got my 22. Okay. I'm taking out some possums and I'm taking out some skunks. I'm taking out some uh, squirrels. You know, just general varmints. And I, I've got a 22 rifle. I've got like a, a 10, I've got a, yeah, I'm like a ten, yeah, Ruger ten twenty two. Uh, let's say that. Let's say I got that.
1: Okay, and and so is it safe to say that you're engaging these these varmints and or predators with your twenty two, you know, fifty to a couple hundred yards out.
0: Uh, less than uh, up to a hundred yards.
1: Up to a hundred. Yeah, so,
0: that that kind of predator, yeah. Now, when we yep. get to the couch and things like that, maybe a little further.
1: Yeah. yeah, we might reach out. Yeah, yeah. So for this application, um, you know, but I'm not going to use looking... a 22
0: for couch, So,
1: <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're asking ourselves, you know, what do we what do we really need? And this is what I want to do for the customers: tell you what you really need. If you want to overkill it, by all means, I I, I love American and, and a big V8 engine, and I'm all about having more than I need. <laughs> but we're trying to we're trying to teach people you know this is a good starting place so yeah. uh on actually has an amazing uh optic designed around the 22 long rifle cartridge uh and it's in the uh, mod 3 line it's a 2 to 7 power 2 to 7 okay so yeah so here's a great range we want 2 power cuz maybe it's only 10 yards mm-hmm. right maybe the skunks 10 yards i don't recommend shooting a skunk 10 yards away but Whatever it is, <laughs> let's say it's ten yards. I've You're made a that. Than that mis- yeah. I've made that mistake personally, is why I laugh about that. So I can't even smell like uh, vinegar anymore without it reminding me of skunk. skunk. I've had to clean myself and dogs so many times. But the two to seven range, what it allows you is very close engagement, and about as far as your uh, weapon system is going to be lethal, right? Because mm-hmm. If you're shooting something with a 22 past 100 yards or so you're you're starting to uh you're starting to push the limits of its of it's stopping power would right. you agree? Yes. So so we don't we don't we don't need more than that. So that's that magnification is is designed right around it and the super cool thing about the the right on it's a it's a mod 3 gen 2 2 to 7 and it has a bullet drop compensator specifically for the 22 long rifle. Nice. So what yeah, it's it's awesome. And this is like this is HD Japanese glass in this thing. Um it has something that a lot of scopes in this price range don't and that is a parallax adjustment. Very cool. Um, yeah.
0: Yes for, sir. You don't and see what, that for a 22 very often. <laughs> no sir
1: and not and not in this price range. I mean MSRP is 200 bucks. It's push pull lock in turrets. The parallax adjustment goes down to 10 yards. So, you know, people don't know this until it's too late, but you have this two to seven optic, and if it doesn't have a parallax and it's magnified, it is almost always going to be designed around a basic 100-yard parallax, a fixed parallax is what it's called.
0: Now, we've talked about parallax in our previous uh, one-on-one classes, but just a quick highlight again, remind maybe our new listeners about what parallax is.
1: So what parallax is, is when your uh, intended target and your reticle are not on the same focal plane, it's going to seem blurry, uh, whether the target's blurry or the reticle itself will be blurry because they're not on that same focal plane. So there's an adjustment that moves um, that reticle so that you, when you are looking at the intended target, that you have a nice crisp crosshair or whatever mm-hmm. your reticle is and a nice crisp picture of your intended target. Right. Uh and that's I mean obviously that makes sense we want that. Okay. And So, so that's you why have I designed that this optic. Yeah, yeah, you've got
0: that with the with this 22 which is rare for a, a scope designed for 22.
1: It is. it's rare in general to have a parallax adjustment that 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 goes that low. Yeah. So, we did that because we assume with a 22, you could be 10 yards to a couple hundred yards max. That's like the max close and far away ranges. Far away ranges, that's a technical term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, But the cool thing is what you do, you mount this, this uh, awesome optic up, and you sight it in at 50 yards. And then you have uh, a 75-yard drop hundred yard drop and 125 yard drop. And for my experiences, you can actually use where the big post in the bottom of the reticle comes up mm-hmm. and meets the thin post. You've got a, you've got a pretty good 200 yard uh, spot on there too, but okay. it gives you this wide, this wide range. And, and um, I don't know, it's, I, I honestly can't say enough about this optic because you don't see an optic in this price range with this kind of glass and construction. Um, and, nice parallax push pull lock and turret so yeah a little little plug for that very specific optic check okay. check that one out on the so on for the you website and, uh, for you
0: varmint hunters so the the two to seven uh, is a great option if you're going to be shooting uh under 200 Let's say uh, under 150 with the 20 with the 22 with so, the 22 so there's mm-hmm. a great option for that so now let's move it up to um do you have another another option for the 22 that you would think would be a good option before I move on? Or is that, that's probably uh, the best solution. Yes, sir. For
1: the 22, I think okay. that's your best option all around. So now so let's move
0: up in in predators and let's go with the coyote. Um, let's go with the, you know, the bobcat. Let's go with fox. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're hunting the foxes. So we're going to move up in our calibers. And we're going to go up to, what would you say would be logically the next steps so of 22 jumping to the, to the five five six two
1: two three is, is a pretty
0: common three, 300 blackout.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. All those are going to be great. And they're nice in that, in that AR platform. Cause it's semi-automatic. You can,
0: right. You can send a few rounds um, or even, even just, even just your rifle, your bolt rifle. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, two twenty, two twenty three round for a lot dangerous. of people
0: that hunt with their bolt bolt rifles as well. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah let's move up to that that round. Okay, and, and, and there's predator. a few
1: options now. Now we're we're running into a place where there's a few options. So let's let's talk about um, say a bobcat uh, first. Okay, uh, again, again, we're going to ask ourselves. Um, some new questions now, uh, as we get into these farther distances, we have cooler options. So do we like first focal plane or do we like second focal plane options? And we've talked about,
0: yes. And we've talked about that before. And, uh, obviously I need some reeducation in that (laughs) because (laughs) I say the wrong thing, but I know what I mean. You know, I know which one I'm talking about, but I say the wrong name for it. So first focal plane versus second focal plane real quick.
1: Okay. I'll try to make it quick and easy. Yeah. With the first focal plane optic, your reticle grows and shrinks with your magnification. So on low magnification, your reticle is going to look really small, big magnification, big reticle. Why? The reason behind this is because those subtensions, those bullet drops, those whatever's inside of your reticle, they stay the same, uh, in relation to your target so you don't have to do any extra math to decide how far away those two spaces if it's five minute of angle two minute of angle it's two minute of angle on 24 power it's two minute of angle on six power you uh, that you can you can range with it there's a lot of good reasons but that's the i think the simplest explanation uh, for that first focal plane uh, the second focal plane uh, obviously, the reticle does not grow and shrink. Uh, the, the benefit to that is, you know, a lot of uh, long range shooters like that because your reticle stays thin and small at long ranges. and doesn't cover up a lot of your target. Uh, and most people have have hunted and, and been associated with second focal plane optics. And they may not even know it. But like, so we have a, a Mod 7 4-20, to which is a second focal plane optic. Has two minute of angle hash marks. So when anyone gives you those subtensions those numbers they are intended on full power. So they are 2 minute of angle on full power. So that means if it's 20 power and it's full minute of, it's 2 minute of angle if you come down to 10 power those hash marks are now 4 minute of angle. And that's fine you just have to know um, you know what your what your subtensions are at each magnification. Uh, so you can see, there's a benefit for for each one. Sometimes it's literally just a preference of what you think's cool, or what's hot right now, or what you like. And that's fine. You know, what I mean, that's a that's a good reason to buy something because you like it. Yeah, uh,
0: if, if and, it works you understand. for you, it works for you definitely. But it's mm-hmm. good to have options.
1: It is. It is. So, and that's why I say that's a question to ask yourself. So maybe you have to go and do some research and say, well. I like second focal plane cause that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So if that's, if that's the case, uh, we have a number of, of options. Um, you know, I think the tried and true three to nine is hard to beat, man.
0: It is. It just,
1: it just, you know, our, our fathers and grandfathers have been using a three to nine for a long time. There's a reason it's still around. It just works. So I would suggest that, um, another, another thing, uh,
0: now your three to nine, do you have uh, first and second in that? No, sir. The the three to nine is just uh, a second, second focal, focal plane point. optic. Okay.
1: And uh, another thing we're gonna ask ourselves, I, I should have mentioned too, is like what kind of reticle do we want? Do we want a nice clean picture or do we want a bunch of um, you know marks. a bunch of tick marks in there to, to use to to call for wind and holdovers and stuff? Mm-hmm. My guess would be, you know, if I'm predator hunting, I don't need a whole bunch of that. Yeah. Um, again, there's some preference. I'll probably get beat up online, but there's, <laughs> there, there's preferences, but, you know. But it depends just on
0: that. your distance that you're, you know, you're going varmint hunting or whatever, you know, pigs yes. or coyotes or bobcats or whatever it may be. And if you're going, you know, 200 and above, then, you know, the tick marks, you're probably going to want to incorporate those yeah, into your
1: nice to have some, some reference marks. Yeah. When yeah. you get out there, but that three to nine is great. And all those, let's call them like intermediate mid range. Um, it, it's just incredible. You're going to be able to do yeah. whatever you want with that. Now so. a lot
0: of people will hunt these varmint. I mean, varmints come out typically at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the illumination that you guys provide with your, with your scopes, is that something that you want to look at as well Is is illumination? Uh, and when I say illumination, harm, it, explain what that is.
1: Yeah, so what it what it means is it's not the, a flashlight. <laughs> the, no, no. What it is is the reticle itself uh, is either black, you know, with no illumination and and our, our reticles are etched into the glass, so it'll look black. or um, we put a light on that reticle and it lights that reticle up. and the the real reason for that is when it's dark, there are shadows, and things are dark. And if your reticle is dark, it's very easy for your reticle to get lost
0: in the back in the shadows,
1: yeah. in the darkness. So if you, but you can still see a silhouette. You can have been watching this coyote, um, you know, come in from a thousand yards away, and it's dark, but you know that's what it is. But now you can't get your. You don't know where your reticle is in relationship to the to the coyote. Have an illumination gives you that edge. I will say in in some states that's true uh, I don't I don't think varmint hunting has the same rules but check your local rules and regulations because illuminated reticles are not legal everywhere for hunting.
0: That's is, that's is true. Good point. Um yes sir.
1: So the 3 to 9 is is not illuminated?
0: So another question um, you have to ask yourself what you know what are your local you know state yes, and local sir. rules rules and laws for for, mm-hmm. for hunting so that's something else you got to ask yourself yeah is there uh, i mean you may like the illumination be. but you can't use it for this particular hunt yep you
1: maybe, don't want to go to jail for illuminated reticle <laughs> right that would be pretty lame no one would even to if you didn't turn
0: that. it on the fact that it could be used uh, you know it's all Fair, about and in, they're not- intent
1: they're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe you no. if you say I have it, but I'm not going to use it. Yeah. yeah, they're not. No one's buying it. Mm-mm. So, but yes, good point. We wanna we wanna make sure we're following all our, our our federal and state guidelines with regards to shooting and hunting and everything else. So, yeah, that's that's some homework to be done on on top of all these other questions we ask ourselves. So, but to, yes, to answer that question, it is very helpful. If, if you live out in the backwoods and, and you own your property and there's a skunk on your property or something and you want to shoot it, uh, it would be nice to have an illuminated um, illuminated reticle for sure. Yeah. Uh, like you said, because these animals tend to come out mm-hmm. in those evening hours.
0: Now, if you're so out another- target shooting, you know, you guess got your X-Steel target set up and you've got some, uh, you know, targets made in the shape of your skunk or your pig or your coyote you know whatever maybe you can illuminate that all you want to (laughs)
1: have fun man
0: yeah sky's the limit go ting 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 with that so
1: we're we're doing our our varmint hunting our coyote hunting and yeah so we're we're doing
0: we're doing over you know 150 so we're at 200 yards now um Mm -hmm. smaller smaller type um targets so we haven't moved up to the big targets yet uh, let's say oh, we're we're up to four hundred we'll look two hundred to four hundred that that's kind of what we're looking at right now
1: okay i wanna i wanna bring up our um our hunting one to eight that we we partnered with Craig Boddington on yeah uh really awesome uh for for this kind of uh for this range and and, it, and honestly since it's a one power it's good from real real close. Out to three or four hundred yards. Uh, right. I've shot out to a hundred yards with it, no problem. Like easy money. Um, so that's that's a great option as well. Because you never know. Because uh, these kind of varmints have a tendency at not being scared sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, deer don't don't come check you out. You know what I mean? They're they split. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes predators and varmints are a little more intrusive, and so something with a low magnification could be could be very 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 helpful um and the the one day the hunting one day it's really designed for um i might get in trouble for saying that but we we've been saying dangerous game uh, we're not we're not trying to go hunt lions and, and tigers we're yeah. not like insinuating well, my anything. opinion
0: a skunk is dangerous <laughs> yeah i well, mean an opossum you know, opossum uh they're mean little sons of bitches mm-hmm. i mean they'll don't know your ankle off uh, absolutely they carry so the all kinds of diseases like, you don't want to get bit by none of that, and
1: animals are just stronger than us. So we're, we lose those fights quite often, even if it's a little animal.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the, the one, to, the one to eight hunting that you're talking about, um, you know, that that's a, like a, a great just multi-purpose kind of scope because it can it can do the close range, it could do your home defense, it could do your you know up to to you know under two hundred, and then with that eight power. I mean, you can go, you can go way out there with the eight power, you know? So I I would you say go you could be thousand easy. 500
1: yards easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 800. And yeah. what, you know what I, I think of like, uh, of, uh, pigs I've been, I've been hog hunting and I've mm-hmm. been chased by pigs more than a few times.
0: Yeah. And
1: so that one power, it's a, a one eight by 28, just meaning it has a, a bigger objective, like our one more light lever. in there. Yeah. And just a bigger field of view because mm-hmm. you want to be able to see what's going on and uh, get a hold of this critter or whatever and quickly get your target on it and, and pull trigger. So, another great option for. And if you think about it, the three to nine were nine power, the one to eight all the way up to eight. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. That's a pretty impressive magnification. You won't see a lot. Uh, of one to eights on the market, they're not huge because that's a difficult scope to make and make right.
0: Yeah, the technology uh, just got there to be able to to really do that, uh, going from one to eight magnification, because there's a lot that goes into that. Because, like you're saying, if it's a first focal plane, and your you know your reticle is getting bigger, you know where do you start the reticle, and, and mm-hmm. at some point it's going to get you know too big and it's going to take up the whole, uh, you know, your whole target and you won't be able to see it. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, design and a lot of technology that goes behind being able to, to do it and do it properly.
1: Absolutely. And parallax is a big part of that. And then the parallax, yeah, they don't have the parallax adjustment. And so, so people ask me, you know, why then if parallax is so awesome, why don't you have parallax adjustment? And so let's say you got the tactical one to eight and, um, someone's done wrong and you're after him. and you decide, okay, they're 50 yards away. So do you stop and set your parallax to 50 yards? And then, and then there are 75 yards away. So you got to mm-hmm. quickly change it. to. Well, you know, so you know that you,
0: big, that big trophy, uh, you know, buck is, he's, you know, he's a hundred yards, but then you can't get the shot. And now he's moving on out a little bit further and he's moving on out a little bit further. know, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: So, so, so it's, so the, the answer to that question is parallax is wonderful, especially if you have time, if you're sitting and you have time. But if it's a hog, if it's a, a coyote, a mountain lion, uh, an intruder, you don't have time to stop and set a parallax. Mm. So you want a scope that's so awesome that it the parallax is good to go all the way from one to eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so that's, I mean, and they're more expensive you know, bottom line, they're they're more expensive for sure yeah. because of that technology that goes into them. But wanted to throw the the one day eight hunting out there as a great option for well that just goes
0: to and that goes with any of the one to like I was saying X, whatever power it is, the one to fours, the one to you know, any time you can just start off with just and it's good for just glassing, you know, if you just want to glass and then you can, you know, zoom in to whatever power You know that you've decided is the one that you need. Well, the one to four, the one to five, the uh, you know one to eight. Which why wouldn't you just go ahead and get the one to eight? Because then you just you skip all the others, and if you need that extra power, you got it, right? You know. Ah,
1: yeah, I I think it's a great great
0: option. As far as calibers go, I mean, um, what's the one to eight rated up to?
1: So all of the scopes are twelve hundred G rated okay uh so uh let's see uh, a 50 cal is 560 570
0: g's gotcha
1: so you're your, your 338 lapua your 375 h and h magnum there all the scopes are going to be fine there you go on on anything so there's there's no worries with caliber and our scopes across the board they're all they're all 1200 G rated so they can handle anything you or mother nature can put out at them.
0: Yeah. So you were talking earlier and this will help maybe clear up some questions that are some people's minds too. You're saying, well that, you know, that two to seven, you said it's, it's 22 caliber rated. So when something's rated for what, what are you talking about there? What does that mean?
1: So, so when I, uh, the 22, uh, this, sorry, the two to seven is, uh, designed specifically For the 22 long rifle, it's still
0: 1200
1: G rated, but the reticle itself has pre done the math for you.
0: There you go,
1: on the drop for that 22. So when you get it sighted in, you can use those dots in the reticle to know where your bullet's going to impact at you know 50, 75, 100, 125
0: yards. A 22 is going to have a different trajectory. Than a thirty caliber, you know, three hundred eight.
1: Absolutely, tremendously. Yeah. Different. So
0: the scope, the tick marks, as we were calling them, <laughs> mm-hmm. do they have actual names? Is it, is it just tick? marks? Subtensions. Subtensions. Okay, which the tick marks are called subtensions. Um, they're spaced appropriately for the bullet drop.
1: Yes, they've they've calculated that bullet drop for you ahead of time.
0: Now it's not. No. It's not for. You know, all the different kind of, you know, 308's got several different kind of loads. 22, there's very, there's fewer loads, I would think, for a 22 than there are the 308. Yeah,
1: it's it's designed for about a 40-grain bullet, which is going to be just about anything you standard.
0: buy. Yeah, standard.
1: Yeah, and, and I've tested most of these scopes myself. If you are, if you're shooting a little bit heavier or a little bit lighter, um, unless you're doing competition— and you're trying to shoot, you know, business cards turned sideways, um, <laughs> then, Rick then Rains. It, it works. Right. It works just great, you know, for all those different uh, weight bullets. It's 40 is the is the most, it's the traditional. And so that's what we went with. But I wouldn't go out and play with it. You'll be surprised how accurate it is in variations, a little heavier and a little lighter too. So, but yeah, that's the, when when we say it's specific for that, we're talking about the, the reticle itself, not, not the, what the scope's rated for as far as, you know, trauma to the scope because of the firearm system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that clear, you know, that clears that up. I know a lot of people say, well, you said that was for 22. It's it's how the the reticle is designed. So that in a nutshell. All right. So, uh, you know, we, we, we've gone up to our one to eight, you know, we've gone up to 400, 500, even, I mean, that, that one to eight will definitely take you beyond the 500 and, and still be mm-hmm. uh, very accurate with that thing. Um, what, what would you think the natural progression would be now? Uh, I think for hunting,
1: uh, our natural progression now is, you know, white tail mule deer elk, right? Yep. So, uh, I would say, Again, there's a couple things to factor in. Um, and most people know this. Like, I live here in Utah. Uh, I don't condone this, but they just shot an elk 1,557 yards away. Wow. Um, again, I don't condone that, but you can do that here because you have that range. So, if I'm here in Utah and I'm hunting elk or mule deer, I need some real magnification. I'm going to be glassing and looking, and I'm going to have the opportunity to shoot something that might be pretty far away so our 4 to 16 by 50 with the wide field of view is a great option for that again that one is uh, that one's second focal plane and it has a two moa subtensions in the reticle they aren't designed for any specific caliber they're just two minute of angle apart uh, to give you some references for both windage and elevation uh, they're capped turrets which is important uh, if you're hunting if you're crawling through the bushes and stuff you don't want your you don't want your turrets to, to turn, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, you have your sighted in and then all of a sudden you, you've knocked your turrets. You don't know if you went forward or backwards. Um, so, so yeah, those cap turrets are great for hunting, especially if you're stalking, if you're going out, uh, even if you're just climbing up into a deer stand, you know, I hunted in Texas for years and we hunted out of deer stands and it, it's easy to bump that, that, uh, that turret. So those cap turrets are great for that, uh, for that intermediate to long range hunting, that four to sixteen, the four still gives you a low enough power. You know, if they're fifty, a hundred yards away, you're still able to use your optic. But on sixteen power, uh I I've shot over a mile on uh sixteen, seventeen power. So do nice. you know what I'm saying? It's oh, it's yeah. plenty. So when when Charlie Melton shot five thousand yards, he was on eighteen power.
0: Five thousand twenty five.
1: Not yes, you're correct. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but we don't want to shortchange him. You know,
1: we don't want to. No, that that was an amazing day. Yeah. So just to give you, you know, some perspective, a five thousand yard shot was made with that power. And what people don't realize sometimes is that power. You know, the the mirage becomes a problem at higher powers. Uh, Our glass is great, so it does cut through that pretty well. But you really don't need incredibly high magnification um for for hunting you know you, you you don't need to count hairs on the animal you just need to be able to identify it make sure it's legal and make a clean kill on the animal and the both the three to nine and the four to sixteen are great for that uh, it's a matter of you know do you like the reticle to have a little hash marks do you like the extra power because you're shooting a little longer uh you know those are the questions that you ask yourself there um we also have those are the three to nine and four to 16 are both second focal plane. We have uh, a bit, it's been super popular. It's the Mod 5 Gen 2, six to 24 by 50, and it is a first focal plane and illuminated. Uh, we've seen a lot of people doing, um, you know, coyote hunting at long distance with it, varmint hunting at long distance, and then deer hunting. It has, a, it has a, the right on ranging reticle in it, which is a really busy reticle gives you a whole lot of, uh, information, uh, to use. So it's a great target gun or sorry, a target optic. Uh, but it's in our hunting line, uh, because you know, it, it's, it's, such, such, you know, variable uses for it, but that's one to right. check out too, if you like the first focal plane and the busy reticle for hunting.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. So
1: a lot of, a lot of preferences involved, you know, there really are.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just personally, um, I'm going to be taking out the one to eight, um mm-hmm. rifle season is gonna be starting up here pretty soon in Tennessee and uh, I'm gonna take the one to eight out. that's one I'm gonna use
1: yeah that's that's gonna be awesome man you have to get some good pictures and videos for us.
0: Well I hope I can I hope uh, I hope I'll have some some free hands <laughs> to be able to okay. do that um but um so you know the deer you're talking about those now we've not talked about the new scope yet right? Mm-hmm. Oh you, you are you ready is everyone you think they're ready for it I, I think we should do that. I think um, because this is gonna be you know an awesome it's, it's gonna be one of those that you can have multiple uses for it and for you long distance precision shooters um, if you like the 5 to 25 which I absolutely love the 5 to 25 and like you said that one that just you know with the 16 magnification you were going over a mile with it you know with the 25 you're topping that one. Basically, (laughs) yeah, by a bunch. I think this would be a great time, you know, kind of drum roll. What are you guys dropping on us now? And I've I've talked about it before in the past, but it's actually it's here and you guys are going to be able to get this any day now.
1: We will be shipping these out um, November 1st. Okay. So we're literally what is today? The twenty fourth. So it's literally right around the corner.
0: There you go. And this being
1: this is our so it's our mod seven line, which is our, our upper line. This optic we're about to drop will be the new ride on flagship optic. It'll be the the top of the top of the line. And it is a four to thirty two power so, so four to <laughs> thirty two by fifty six millimeter objective
0: wow
1: and a 34 millimeter tube so big tube big objective huge magnification range uh but that's not it i mean 32 power is pretty amazing but this is a first focal plane optic okay. which is what the people have been asking for that's we really built this around what you know we were seeing the the long range shooters the prs shooters the hunters, you know, all of them wanted a handful of things. Mm-hmm. I believe we've got them all piled into this amazing 4-32. to So you've got the 32 power. You've got the first focal plane. Uh, it's an incredible illuminated Christmas tree reticle. It has two-tenths uh, mil sub This is a, a mil scope, so it's the adjustments will be one-tenth of uh, MRAD.
0: Okay. And um, when you say MRAD, a, that means?
1: That's a, a mil radiant, so both MOA and... And Mrad are just uh, angular, uh, angular measurements.
0: There you go. There um, you
1: go. And so that's uh, don't don't be don't be intimidated by by mill or or MOA. If you don't know the other one, there, you could very quickly learn them. And um, yeah, they're they're not difficult to learn. You just got to know.
0: Now this 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 scope would be ideal for putting on what kind of firearm?
1: Man, I have a real hard time saying uh what so i'm gonna start at the low end okay okay well let me i haven't even got through all of the, the features believe it or not
0: no we're, so, we're gonna get to those yeah as we're talking about the different uh rifles that I go on then we can throw in the features is like for this okay. one this feature is going to be great for this
1: we'll, we'll sprinkle in some of the awesomeness there you go so we see a whole lot of people actually there's a new kind of prs circuit but it's a 22 long rifle prs circuit so they are doing precision rifle shooting, and they're doing it with .22s. Um, the The reason this is um, a, a scope for that is they're shooting short distances, but they're shooting very, very, very precise. Mm-hmm. And so that thirty-two power may be most used by the people shooting the twenty twos as you know. Interesting. Kind of. Yeah. It sounds kind of sounds contradictory, right? Like uh, counterintuitive, like. More magnification and the smaller projectile, but but that's what happens is you. But the more precise,
0: yeah, the more precise you're trying to be, you mm-hmm. know, the tighter you want to be in on your target.
1: Yes, sir. So so we're seeing a, a huge uh, group of people in that 22 long rifle um, circuit that are are excited about this optic coming out, um, and then up from that, you know, I don't know if you've heard of like the six five Creedmoor. Uh, before or not oh um, I
0: think we've heard a thing <laughs> or two about that Yeah. <laughs>
1: so we, we just have a whole gaggle of people that got their 6.5 Creedmoors and they shoot the, the PRS circuits right mm-hmm. um, it's huge right now and the, the reason the first focal plane um, aspect of this scope is important is because you have to identify and shoot targets from usually from 100 to 1000 yards away Wow. So the first focal plane reticle with the Christmas tree lets you account for wind, which you have to just call on the fly. So you you need those those extra windage marks. Um, you'll need to have your dope card set up so you know uh, how many mil of drop you have at five hundred yards and six hundred yards and all the way out to a thousand. So that feature becomes a real uh, awesome feature for those guys. Yeah. Um. Something else that it has is so. When you're doing these shoots, you're shooting, you know, you'll shoot a hundred yards, and then five, and, and then four, and a thousand, and then you'll come back to a hundred. Well, how do you know on your turrets if you're dialing anything where your hundred yards is? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a feature called a zero stop, mm-hmm. um, and
0: yes. and this
1: retic- this this optic does have a zero stop, nice. and so uh, all of the right on optics are zero resettable, which means you zero the optic say at 100 yards, mm-hmm. and you pull that turret off and you turn it around to zero so that you have a, a starting point to do your your math from. But if you're dialing that thing and cranking it and going all over the place and then you need to come back to 100 to start again, how do you know where that is? Well, you don't unless you have a zero stop. And what that means is you crank that turret all the way down and it just stops and won't let you go any farther once you hit that you know you can you can put the zero stop distance. wherever you want yeah yeah whatever it is that you've decided so incredible feature incredibly useful i mean in in every application that's useful to know where your hundred yard zero is because it's easy to get lost it really is yeah uh, And especially in the PRS kind of shooting world or hunting if you're if you're dialing in and out and getting crazy you need to know you need to have a reference point to start from absolutely and that's what that zero stop um does for you very cool so talked about like the 22 folks we've talked about the um because you know a lot of people like to go out too with a a 223 or something or mm-hmm. a 22 250 and they want to shoot like prairie dogs at 600 yards yeah this optic again ideal
0: very cool.
1: uh i think the the hunters are gonna love this optic too um for me personally I don't like a, a reticle that busy when there's trees and shrubbery and stuff. I like a little less busy reticle. Uh, but people are loving their Christmas tree reticles, Marty.
0: Now um, you're saying you you're saying Christmas tree, and you know I know a lot of people are hearing that and they're going, "What the hell is he talking about?" So <laughs> just visually, you know, uh, vocally, visually, set a visual force on this. Talk talk about. So you got your crosshairs, okay? So. This reticle, um, it has the crosshairs. So you have the horizontal and vertical that meet
1: in the middle, and okay. there's just a dot. Okay. Just, a, it's like a four tenths of a mil dot in the very middle. Okay. And then under that dot, you have a reticle that is in the shape of a triangle for like a more precise visual. Okay. Um, that triangle has those two tenths sub mil dots. So what that means is, there's just dots in in that triangle shape. There's just dot 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 dot. They're they're both vertical and horizontal, so that you can use them for windage and elevation. Okay. Um, the two tenths mil just means that that's how far apart they are, and since it's first focal plane, they're that far apart in every magnification range. Okay. But what that gives you is just a lot of reference marks for both windage and elevation.
0: And so when you're doing your holdovers, then it gives you've got the dot's there for you to do your, your windage. Yep. And so, you could basically never even need to dial your
1: reticle. Right. I mean, dial your turrets. You could use that reticle for for everything. And, uh, I mean, that's obviously, for obvious reasons, is a huge advantage. Right. Especially when you're doing quick quick work at different distances. Yeah. Um, it's very, very, very useful and helpful. So. so,
0: that's something that's very important that when you guys get your scope... You know the reticle that there—that's there. You need to know how to properly use your reticle. Mm-hmm. You know, know what all the reference marks are for, and when you should use them, and how to use them, and you know that—that—that's key to get the full benefit out of your optic. So Absolutely. This, so yeah. this this uh, four to thirty-two is coming with the Christmas tree one. So. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So um, again, and the reason that being awesome and important and is it just it gives you the ability to really quickly make adjustments and so people often think you know at the prs or the hunting circuit are the only times you want to make those real quick adjustments well that's not true when you're shooting long range you're dealing with uh, multiple variables um, often you know most often the wind
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the wind changes rapidly Um, And the farther you shoot, the more impact that has on your bullet. So to be able to take a shot, see where it lands, you can use that reticle to measure the distance you are from the target and then use the reticle again to make an adjustment and get on target before any other variables change. So all of a sudden, it's also an incredible long range.
0: Absolutely. Um, And guys, this is Optics 101. We're not going to teach you... (laughs) How to shoot in this, you know, in this course. So what you guys want to do is you want to get in touch with a professional like Charlie Melton, absolutely, who, who does this for. They train people how to how to shoot, how to properly use their optics, their reticles. You know, he does that for a living. So just a little plug I, for Charlie there.
1: I don't. I I can safely say I don't think there's a, a more skilled or qualified man on the planet. So I'll I'll go on record.
0: <laughs> so. So this, you know, we're we're highlighting the four to thirty-two. This is Rydon's new optic that they've got out. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while. They just came out with a one to eight, you know. So I'm just I'm getting used to my one to eight, loving it. Um, but I can't wait to get this one because you know I've been I like to go long. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, this this is definitely going to get me, you know, like you said, uh, probably further than I'm gonna be able to find a place to shoot it, but. Um, very precise. So again, like you were saying with these 22 shooters, it's not necessarily just the distance as well. You know, it's, it's being precise and being able to dial in on that target and seeing exactly, you know, where it is that you need to, to be hitting. So we're going to be putting holes and holes and holes with this thing. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. This is,
1: and, and again, I really feel like this optic,
0: um, you know, can can be useful in
1: in any application you can think of because it's it starts at four power. Yeah. So I mean, you can do some real close shooting with that, and then I don't have to tell you that thirty two power is a lot of power.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of adjustment. That is, that is. But uh, I mean, typically your market for this is going to be the the higher caliber uh, rifles. But as you pointed out, I mean, with the competition shooters and the in the PCC with the twenty twos. That's mm-hmm. uh, going to be a hot commodity for them as well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing what what's going on right now in the shooting world, and um, yeah, to have these yeah. kind of uh, optics options, uh, I think is a game changer. I'm and obviously
0: biased. Of course, the big question on everybody's mind: they're like, "Well, I mean, yeah, this thing's got all these features, and you know, it's got this high power magnification. It's got the good quality glass in it. How much, you know, how much am I going to pay for this thing?"
1: That's a good question. Um, maybe the most exciting part uh, about this optic is the uh, the MSRP. So uh, again, all these features, a full Japanese-made scope. Uh, this one's going to be under fifteen hundred bucks. Wow! Uh, so it's going to be in the in the fourteen ninety-nine range MSRP, mind you. Right. Um, so if you go to your local dealer, um, you're going to be able to get it for even less than that. You know, look for that, like. Um, Look for those deals as they're, they're, you know, working to to get these scopes sold because they're going to be, I don't know, I'm excited. I can't say enough about it. And if you, I would dare listeners to go to look at the features that it has, where it's made, where it's constructed, Mm -hmm. and try to find a scope equal to it and then look at the price tag and uh, you're going to be shocked.
0: Yeah, Uh, you're, (laughs) it's just it, no other no other brand's going to be able to touch this. I mean, you go to you go to some of the other and not everybody's making this either, you know, so No, sir. Um to to find another company <laughs> that's even got one of these that's comparable, jeez, I mean, you're over 2000 easily. I mean, easily, probably, yeah. Probably on the the cheapest, uh and they'll go on up to 5000. So, yeah, that's amazing.
1: And I, I think I mentioned it, but it, it's also an illuminated reticle. So it, oh, it really okay. has every every feature that you would want. It has the, the big main tube, it has the awesome turrets, the zero stops, the cool reticle, the high power, fifteen yard to infinity parallax. Uh, it's illuminated. I mean, and this it's is going to really, come
0: with a sunshade too, right?
1: Yes, sir. It'll come with a sunshade and a and a cloth. You know to wipe your you wipe your optic with also.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm excited. And then you guys, and I know it's not out yet, but we're going to talk about it because I've talked about it before. But you guys are coming out with your own 34 millimeter uh, mount for this.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. So we, uh,
0: that should be coming soon as well.
1: Yeah, and that'll be great. The one to eights are 34 millimeter, mm-hmm. and the uh, the five to twenty five is, and now this four to thirty two. So we decided it was time that we had some ride on um, 34 millimeter mounts. Yeah. Yeah. We. We do have uh, some quick disconnect thirty-four millimeter mounts, um, but we we kind of streamlined it a little bit. Um, so you'll you'll be happy when it comes out. You'll you'll yeah. you'll you'll be the first to know probably. And it's
0: going to be a one piece. It's not the separate rings. It'll be a one one piece, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So yeah, looking looking forward to that. I know the lead heads are as well, and uh, our our talking lead the lead head discount code uh, is still active right at yes sir okay yes sir still active you guys can take advantage of the leadhead discount code uh, through right on as well now if you buy it at your local you know gun store obviously our codes don't work there uh, it's just if you buy direct from from Ride on and they have one of the best military law enforcement discounts uh, there is out there too so uh, our military law enforcement guys, the 1 to 8, the the 4 by 32 that's getting ready to come out, any of your other scopes, it, it's good for all those. The red dots, the code works on all that. So uh, make sure that if you go to their site, use the leadhead discount code. It's a leadhead, just all one word, leadhead.
1: Well, and I'll say, too, um, it's important that we know, you know, that people are here on the show and whatnot. So I would encourage any of our military and law enforcement, when they – if they if they're if they're lead heads and they have the opportunity to use that military discount, which is significant, there'll be a place in the notes. Let us know that you heard it here on on talking lead, and that Marty was the one that pushed you that way, so that we can. Yeah, definitely. Can, our lead yeah. heads
0: are, are good about getting in touch with our our sponsors, letting them know uh, that they are lead heads. Social media, reach out to them. It's right on R I T O N, and uh, it's just at right on on. Is it just is it right on optics? Right on optics on Instagram, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yes, sir. Just right on optics. Yeah,
0: and that's R I T O N. A lot of people pronounce that written, but it's mm-hmm. it's pronounced right on. Do we remember why? Uh, because we're right on target, right on price, and right on customer service. Yes, sir. Did I get all those right? <laughs> you absolutely did. What did I, I win?
1: That's how, <laughs> that's, a, that's how the name, there'll be a four to 32 at your door probably tomorrow. Okay, that?
0: there you go. Ooh, boom, boom. <laughs> very um, cool. Very cool. So um, we've been talking a while now and I think yes. people are kind of getting the idea, um, you know, as far as choosing the the, the optic, which optics they need for, for which use. Now, one thing, and I don't want to overlook, you know, this demographic, there are, you know, muzzleloader shooters out there as well.
1: Uh, Yes, sir. And there's a lot of, um, I I see some debate on that off and on, you know, uh, bottom line is uh, the, all the scopes can, can take the jar Mm -hmm. that's different from a muzzle loader. So any of the scopes that work within your preferences are going to be, are going to be a good, a good fit. You know, that three to nine Mm -hmm. would work great. Yeah? Um you're probably you're not shooting, you know, too awfully far. I mean, right. you can, but you know, odds are you're not shooting real far. And you want those cap turrets, you want it to be easy to use, adjustable parallax, hold zero. And just yeah. take a beat and just take a beat, and, you know what I mean? And and um any of them can do it, but that for the range, uh I think that's a great one. And if we can leave with anything, I think we're going to ask ourselves questions. What's our intended use? What's the maximum distance our our, uh, our firearm can yeah, can travel, what's the maximum distance we're going to actually be doing whatever we're doing.
0: What am I going to use it for? Why am yeah. I you know, using what it? What kind
1: of reticle do but I like? But these are and
0: all questions that you guys can get in touch with, with ride right on. Uh, you go to their uh, their uh, website. You can go to their social media page. If you're just going through and you're looking at all the different options that they have and you're just like overwhelmed, you're like, I don't know which one to get. Just shoot them a message. Yep. and uh, they'll they'll help you out, or give them a call. Absolutely, and you you could hit me
1: up on Instagram or Facebook. You can uh, hit up Right On directly. We'll answer those questions. We're happy to help. Anyway, and, we we really are Right On with customer service. So, and one more thing that we've done to hopefully help is, um, you know, you see the the four to thirty two is a mod seven. So, what, is, what does mod seven mean, right? It means um, it's
0: feature rich, baby.
1: It does. It means it's top of the line. Yeah. It means it. Yeah. No expense was spared. The, the MOD five line is is designed around you know hunting and general shooting. Um, we we do have some scopes in the MOD seven line that you could do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know for reference, MOD five is you know hunting and sh- and shooting like target shooting. Gotcha. The uh, MOD three line, and we there's a lot of mistakes that happen around this, and uh, hopefully this helps. Our mod three line, every scope except for that two to seven is designed around the AR-15 platform and projectile. Uh, so a lot of people buy the one to four because it's a cool reticle. It's a cool scope. The price is right. And they put it on a 308 or a 6.5 Creedmoor and they're, they call and they ask what the reticle is for. That reticle is designed specifically because of the popularity of the AR-15. Mm-hmm. We have designed a number of, um, um reticles and scopes that are are you know specific for that uh caliber
0: and for, that, that means it works for
1: the 223 too if you put it on a, yeah yeah if you put it on your bolt gun 223 it's gonna you're gonna get the same kind of results sure um but it's made specifically for that projectile so okay
0: and if, that's your if, mod if you, three line
1: that's the mod three line and then we have a, a mod one line which is just our entry level line. You know, if you've only got you know a couple hundred bucks to spend on a scope, but you still want the best that money can buy, that's that mod one line. And that and in that line right now we have a um, a three to nine got by thirty two.
0: Yeah, the all general purpose kind of yep.
1: scope we're talking about. Uh huh. And then we have a fixed four power scope. So the magnification doesn't go up or down. It just stays at four power all the time.
0: There you go, and those are MSRP uh, uh, one, you know, the, the, 150.
1: Yeah, that's yep, that's right.
0: Yeah, so very inexpensive. That's MSRP again. You go yes, to your so, yeah. go to your local dealer, uh, your local gun shop there, and uh, probably going to get a little better deal. But if if you go there and they are not carrying them, ask them to get right on. Ask them to start carrying right on, and you know they can do that. They can just call their uh, local rep. You say, yeah. "Hey, hey, Mr. Gunstore Guy, I want you guys to start carrying this. I want this this optic, and uh, yeah, the they'll do it.
1: They absolutely will do it. And we make it, we make it uh, simple and streamlined for them, so they they jump on board. There's no reason not to.
0: Very good, very good.
1: All right, fun. guys. So a good
0: one. So Jeremy, thank you so much uh, for that. I hope that that cleared up some questions that you lead heads may have on you know, which optic might be right for you." Uh, if you've still got lingering questions, uh, send me an email talkinglet at gmail.com and just say optics question in the the subject That way I'll know what it is and uh, uh, obviously you know I'm not the expert so I will get Jeremiah involved and uh, make sure you get the right answer. So uh, Jeremiah again, thank you so much for the the class man, the schooling. so we're looking forward to having you back on in, a, in an upcoming episode and we're gonna learn more about optics yeah, and 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 ask those lead heads to uh
1: to come up with topics you know we've we've kind of run the gauntlet for basic stuff top to bottom let's start answering you know questions and and uh any anything anyone wants to know let's let's make sure they're
0: yeah send the questions busy. in send them in um gmail just say optics 101 you know topic for the show I would love to hear from you guys, you know, what concerns you, what questions do you have? Maybe something you're not crystal clear about. Uh, we'll be happy to to get that covered on our next Optics 101 class. Absolutely. All right. So, um, yeah, so last episode, guys, we, we gave away our last Watches for Hero for that program. Uh, Bill made the announcement that he's got more watches, uh, I think 11 more watches that we're going to be giving away, but we we got hit with some great news between now and last episode, and we've got a couple of more companies that have that are jumping on board with our Watches for Heroes program, and it's going to grow. So we're going to make an announcement probably next episode on what that is and how you guys can get involved. Uh, but there's going to probably be a knife company and a illumination company, a light company involved with that. So not gonna give anything away just yet. We're gonna get bill on. We're gonna make that announcement. Uh, but it is that program is growing and it's gonna be awesome. So you guys stay tuned for that. And uh, I know I told you I had another big announcement to make uh, with with you know a potential new sponsor. That is going to hopefully be next episode as well. We ran into some scheduling conflicts, so still got to hold off on that. I'm just, I'm dying to tell you guys what it is though. It's, it's really awesome. <laughs> but uh, make sure that you support those that support the Talking Lead podcast, because without them, this would not be possible. Again, the official optics of Talking Lead is right on, right on usa.com. You guys, check them out, go to their website, go to their social media pages, And use that Leadhead discount code. Let them know that you hear about them on the show. Uh, I I see posts all the time on social media. You know, people are like, oh, I really want to get that. I really want to get that. And I'll leave a message. I was like, hey, just get in touch with them and you can have it. Use the Talking Lead discount code. Don't be shy. They're very friendly there. And we didn't even talk about the warranty. Uh, For any reason, you know, that your, your optic gets damaged, you know, other than you just slamming it down on the ground, obviously. Um, and a fit of anger because you missed that buck. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they will replace your optic, and it's a 100% guarantee on their optic. Yes, sir. And we don't ever try to fix anything. Uh, we just send you a brand new one. There you go.
1: Yes, yeah. and a 48-hour turnaround on those two, so
0: that quickest turnaround your, in the business. Your downtime is at the minimum. Yep. X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. We talked about X Steel targets. The best, most affordable AR five hundred steel targets on the market today are X Steel targets. Uh, I know Bud. I talked with Bud. He's the owner of X Steel, Jeremiah, and okay. he is into that twenty two uh, long range precision shooting. So we probably oh. need to hook him up with with one of these new four to thirty twos. I think he'd probably like that. You dig it, yeah? He'll probably uh, come out with some targets just for that. Um, but you guys go there. They got everything that you can think of for the competition shooter, for the everyday shooter, backyard plinker, military, law enforcement, training. Uh, they've got a target there for you. And if you don't see one that maybe is exactly what you're looking for, get in touch with Bud, and he will custom make one for you. Um, that's another another thing. We've got some news from them. They're getting into some other things that they're doing as well. So I want to wait till we can get Bud on and let him talk about all the new services that they're going to be offering to you leadheads as well. xsteeltargets.com. And then Modern Spartan Systems. Last episode, you heard us say we're going to be giving away one of their starter kits, uh, the Spartan Accuracy Oil Carbon Destroyer, Copper Lead Destroyer, and the Crystal Clear, which you guys can use to clean your ride-on optics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're giving away one of those kits to a lady leadhead. So I want to hear from you, Lady Leadhead. Send me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com. Let me know your lady listener. And the first starter pack is going to a Lady Leadhead. Now, I've been told by by Marcus and, and Justin over there that they've got more of these to give away. So you guys, don't fear. Your opportunity will come to get one of these as well. Uh, and then, of course, we'll make an announcement on who won the—I think we'll just go ahead and do that this episode. So last episode, we were going to give away a Remington uh, ladies hat and shooter shirt. And I said, send me an email in, and I'm going to read this email. So it says, this lady leadhead dot, dot, dot. And then it goes on to say, wants the Remington shooting shirt, exclamation point. <laughs> so, so Katie, Katie H., and Katie H. is in Michigan. Uh, It says, hope all is well with you. I really enjoy listening to the podcast and drinking from my Letty. So she's got one of the evil talking lead black assault tumblers, the Letty. Better than a Yeti, the (laughs) Letty. She says it works for hot drinks too. And will definitely be coming with me to the next Chili Tailgate at the Big House for my Irish coffee. Looking forward to the next episode. Later, Katie. So, Katie, you win. Congratulations. We're going to be sending you the, the shirt and the hat. So, congratulations. You can wear that to the uh, tailgate party, too. Although you're probably going to want to wear your blue, I'm sure, being the, the Michigan geek that you are. <laughs> so, congratulations to Katie. So, you other lady leadheads, I want you to send uh, an email, talking that gmail.com, and say, lady listener, lady leadhead, in the, in the subject, and we're going to give away this modern Spartan Systems uh, starter kit. I've got more of the hats, uh, the pink Remington lady hats, and I got a couple more of the shooting shirts too. So we'll be giving those away. So want to hear from you, ladies. Also want to hear about topics that you want us to discuss. Something that you're interested in, um, that you want to learn more about. Maybe there's a guest that you want us to have on the show. It'd be be our pleasure to try and make that happen. So shoot us an email. 1776 United, Jeremiah, is the official swag provider of Talking Lead. Go to 1776united.com, get our t-shirts, get our patches, nice. and soon to be, we're going to come out with another logo. We've got another listener-created logo. You guys remember those three that were submitted a while back for when we were doing the patches and the new t-shirts, the Head Brigade? We're going to be picking another one of those logos to Come out on another version of our Letty, the Talking Letty. So, you want to get the Letties, you go to dip123.com forward slash talking lead, and you can get your awesome evil black assault tumbler, the Talking Lead Letty. Get it there, Jeremiah. It keeps your drinks minutes colder than a yeti. I'll have to Check it out.
1: Better a Letty than a yeti, I
0: hear. A Letty is better than a yeti, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then a quick plug for the Talking Lead AK Corner. Uh, we had a former Spetsnaz sniper on. Ooh. Speaking of of optics, probably should have you guys on. Let's talk specific AKs uh, for that. Uh, but you, oh, guys, you. Guys, guys go back to uh, part four of our Talking Lead AK Corner, Marko Vorobiv, and uh, we gave away one of his books, and we gave away another AK-47. That's the fifth AK-47 that we gave away. We've got a total of 12 that we're going to be giving away to you lead heads. So next episode, we've got another one we're going to be giving away. Make sure you guys are engaging on social media. Make sure you're sharing our post. You're going to our sponsors, especially Pioneer Arms, who's sponsoring the AK Corner. Make sure you go to Pioneer Arms on their Instagram, on their Facebook page, their website. Let them know you're lead heads. Let them know you're enjoying the series and send me your suggestions if you've got a certain topic on the AK Corner that you want us to talk about. TalkingLeadGmail.com, AK Corner in the subject, and uh, we'll see if we can't make that happen. Our next episode is going to be Jim Fuller, ladies and gentlemen. So that's going to be an awesome episode. Can't wait to get that one out um, of the AK Corner. Now, regular Talking Lead show, we're going to be out, you know, regular as uh, as our regular shows. We've got, the, we've got the Talking Lead special Black Friday episode coming up in November. Something Ooh. to look forward to. I'm sure Ride-On going to have some awesome deals for you, Leadhead, set up. As well as Modern Spartan Systems and X-Steel and uh, tons and tons of other people that we have. Uh, 1776. VanQuest uh, is usually in with that. Giving good deals. Atlas Defense is usually in there. Giving some good deals for you guys. Caltech. Uh, and there's no telling who all is going to be involved with this year So stay tuned for that That'll be Black Friday What's it, end of the, end of the month? End of November? Yep. November, yeah. yeah So we got that coming up too so Lots of stuff going on, Leadheads Make sure you stay, uh, stay tuned I've been doing more frequent Instagram lives So make sure you're paying attention When you see us go live Log on Because it's usually something pretty good That we're talking about so yeah guys make sure you go and sponsor those that sponsor this podcast um, show them the love they're going to show you guys the love we've got discount codes set up with just about everybody so uh, if you go and the code's not working and the code is typically Leadhead, head uh, unless you hear differently on the show um, use that code it's not working let me know and we'll try to get it reactivated uh, but again Jeremiah J-Mac thank you so much for taking the time great information here uh, I know the Lead Heads appreciate it, and uh, keep those questions coming in, Lead Heads.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure to be here. I, I'm excited to see what questions and how we can help people move forward.
0: Very cool. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. As always, Lead Heads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer, mounted with the ideal Ride-On optics. And if you don't know what that is, you get in touch with them at
1: rightonoptics.com.